You are listening to a sermon from Emmaus Church LCMS. For more information, please go to www.emmauspasco.org. Abundant grace and mercy and peace are yours this day in Christ. I'll save you. Uh, I don't have a PA this morning, so I'm going to stand close to you. So imagine two, two gals talking to each other. And one had just come from the hospital visiting a, a mutual friend of theirs who, had, who just had a baby. And she describes her experience. She says, oh, I was able to, traffic wasn't bad. Able to park right by the by the entrance and just shot right up to her room, found it with no trouble. And um, it's just a really nice room. There she was, the baby, and um, I had a wonderful room view from the room. And a nurse happened to come in while there and and um, uh, just such a friendly staff, such a helpful staff and my mom was doing well, and we had a wonderful visit, and and uh, had a great drive drive home. And the friend would be saying, "What? What about the baby? The baby? The baby. Yeah. <laughs> what about the baby? Boy or girl? Uh, how many pounds? How long? You know, all all those kinds of things. What about the baby? You forgot to tell me about the most important thing." But you know, it can be the same thing with, um, like our reading, where we can think of the 40-mile the walk from Nazareth to Bethlehem, quite a hike. You can be thinking about the, um, the shepherds and what, how they were kind of a lower caste, but the angel come to them and the message of that, and that's great. And um, the rude circumstances of the, of the family there being in a place um, where they put the baby in a in a manger, and you can think about all these these parts and pieces. And, but you might ask yet, what about about the baby? And you might have stuff on your mind now. You know, you probably have family gatherings or gatherings with uh, loved ones who are doing something special to mark today or tomorrow, and and uh, maybe exchange of gifts. But maybe special food, maybe um, just laughs and, and love flowing. And that's, that's good, too. That's all wonderful stuff. It's gifts from God. We want to ask in the middle of that. What about the baby? What about the baby? So I want to talk about the baby, but maybe use a portion of Scripture that you don't normally associate with Christmas. And let's see what we can do with it. It's the very first verses of the book of Hebrews. And it goes like this. Long ago, at many times, and in many ways, God spoke to us. God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also 
He created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God. The exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Now, when I share those words, you don't naturally burst into a little town of Bethlehem. You know, probably not thinking of that at all, but we want to end up there. But let's just think about those what's packed into these verses. And we could spend an hour, but I'll just focus on five things pretty quickly. Because it's about baby. <laughs> baby. First of all, the baby shines. The baby shines. He's the, the, the radiance of the glory of God, says. The radiance of the glory of God. Now, question. Does that mean baby Jesus glowed in the dark? <laughs> no. But you know, a lot of Christmas cards, I bet you maybe either bought or sent, kind of captures that. You know, it's, it's just this dark stable and, and you, you know, and Mary and Joseph are bent over the, the manger, the baby Jesus, and what, and their, their faces are lit up. And I think that's an artist's attempt to kind of capture this little notion, the radiance of the God, of the glory of God. He shines. That's his, his nature, the radiance of God. <laughs> I love that, that hymn, that carol that warms my heart. <laughs> But um, he also reveals, did you catch that? He is the exact imprint of his nature. And the picture there is of like um, soft, soft wax. You know, if I put my thumb in there, the exact representation would be there. And that's Jesus. You want to know what God is like? What's God like? You know, people have pondered that from day one. The answer, look at Jesus. That's what he says. He who sees me has seen the Father. I and the Father are one. What is, what's God like? Look at Jesus. Read the Gospel of Luke or John or Mark or Matthew. It's God. It's God. You know, how do we, how do we, reveal ourselves to each other. Isn't it mostly through our words? Mostly through our words. And that's what it's, it says, you know, God has in, in uh, long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us, spoken to us, by his son. 
by his son. He's, he's the word. He's the word made flesh who dwelt among us, full of grace and truth, that we beheld his glory, the glorious of the only begotten God, full of grace and truth. God in the flesh. What's God like? Look at Jesus. This baby shines. This baby reveals. And this baby upholds. I love that little expression. It says, he upholds the universe by the word of his power. Uh, and I know I've shared this before, and you but I'm going to share it again because it helps me think about the universe. He upholds the universe by the word of his power. But you can probably you remember this. I've shared it with you. Think of a piece of paper in your hand. How thick is that? Well, let that thickness stand for the distance between us and the sun, 93 million miles. Okay, got the perspective. And then stack those sheets up 70 feet high. And that's the distance to the nearest sun. And then stack those sheets up 300 miles high. And that's just the diameter of the Milky Way galaxy, which is just an average sized galaxy among millions of galaxies. He upholds the universe with the word of his power. Baby Jesus. But he also, besides upholding and revealing and shining, he purifies. He purifies. After making purification, he, he, um, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. After making purification, what an interesting term. Can you relate to that? Would you like your innermost thoughts on a reader board for the, next to the highway from this past week? We need purifying, don't we? We need cleansing. We are corrupt people. We are broken people. We are needy people. In the Old Testament, there's all kinds of washings and such and purification rites. There were sacrifices, a whole system of sacrifices. Why? To remind people of their absolute neediness before God and God's provision that was promised. But Jesus came and he made purification. He made purification. He cried out, it is finished. It is done. It is paid for. 
at the beginning of his ministry, John pointed to him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He says, The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom after making purification he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Oh, see, he comes to do what only he could do. See, he took on a body so that he could be killed. Pay the, pay the price. And fifthly, this baby reigns, reigns. After making purification, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, a position of authority in the universe. That the name of Jesus, eventually every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We look forward to that. Well, those are exalted things that the writer of the Hebrews says, aren't they? I mean, those are not what we typically think of at Christmas. But let me bring it down by just speaking about one word, one name, a Hebrew name. Emmanuel. God. El, God with us. God with us. God come among us in a tiny package. The God who created all things coming among us in a diaper. So he's wrapped up in cloths. In a manger. Feeding trough. Not the only time he was wrapped up in cloths. Wrapped up in cloths and put in a tomb. Corpse. His body. But a lot happened between those two wrappings. He, he comes and he, he grows and he, he teaches and he heals and he preaches and he asks questions and people ask questions of him and he performs miracles. He heals. He agonizes in a garden. He's abandoned by his closest followers. He's assigned to a horrible death and experiences that as a perfect sacrifice and dies, is wrapped in cloths and put in a rock tomb. End of story. He rose just like he said on the third day and was seen by hundreds of people, hundreds of people and history is forever changed. Their lives were changed. All of history was changed. You have to reckon with this one. 
the most influential human being who ever walked on earth. And those closest to him came to the conclusion, this is God in the flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. I just want to end with two questions. So what? And what now? So what? So what about these exalted beings and this, this story of this humble birth? It means God loves you. It means you are important enough for God, for God to come into this story on planet Earth for you. You are loved. You are loved. You are precious to this one who upholds the universe by the word of his power. You are precious and loved and by the one who shines forth. He came to die for you. He paid for you that you might be purified by what he accomplished. That's a so what. It's you. It's you. It's for you. It's for you. And the now what or what now? <clears throat> well, that's the sermon that you preach, that you live out from this time forward. I'm done. <laughs> well, I got a couple more words. <laughs> but, but, you know, that you live out in, in, the, in the dreary grayness of January and February in your everyday life knowing that you that almighty god has come down for you and for your salvation it makes what difference will it make that you are loved that way that you are accepted by god that you are forgiven that, that way the ball is in your court as we leave from this place but i want the the words ringing in your heart. In various times and various ways, spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days, he has spoken to us. He has spoken to you by his son. Let's pray. Oh, dear Father, and Christmas and Easter, it's challenging to ponder these huge, huge realities. But you want us to see them anew. And I pray that for each one of us, the message might sink deep within our hearts, souls, and minds, that we might be warmed 
in the depth of our being by the reality of you coming among us, among us as one of us, for us, and for our salvation. Oh, may we rejoice this day and this season and this coming year till we see you face to face. We pray in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. This has been a message from Emmaus Church LCMS. We thank you for listening and invite you to find out more by visiting our website at www.emmauspasco.org. That's www.emmauspasco.org.